and welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. Happy holidays, everybody. We're almost to the new year. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'm your host, Camille, and again, I'm joined by my friend Kayla as we talk Christmas movies. And this week, we are joined again by two beautiful women. We've had them both separate times. Before <laughs> we had um, we had Megan uh, during taking the reins, and then we had Nikki during five more minutes, and now we get them together because they are the writing team of Christmas for Keeps that just came out on Saturday in Hallmark Movie Industry as part of the Miracles of Christmas. How are you guys, ladies? Thank you again for joining us and I am we are honored that both of you guys agreed to talk to us again <laughs> yes. oh so happy to be here together <laughs> better together Great. that's what we always thank say. you always that's our motto yes, better together really. we can't do anything without each other it's very it's actually a healthy codependence <laughs> exactly Good. No, I, it was so funny because I was telling um I was just thinking about like wow, this is the second time that I, ha- that I have both of them. This is awesome. How do I, like, how do you, I don't think many people could say that. <laughs> so um, I, before we start talking about Christmas for Keeps, can we just talk about the wonders of taking the race? I mean, we talked <laughs> talk to both of you guys individually about it, but like, I wanted to let y'all know that that was like, one of my favorite movies of 2021. Aww. I mean, it, like, it was awesome. I, I like, I, I don't know how you guys came up with that movie. Oh, Camille, thank you. I will say, Such a labor um, of love. Yeah, and also Megan and I were talking about this the other day as we were as a partnership closing out. Our 20, we're still not, I mean, we have so much work to do in the next couple of so weeks. So I, I don't know what I'm talking about about closing <laughs> anything out, but I was like, I don't think I'll ever get over that. Like, I don't think I'll ever get over that movie because Megan and I met so many years ago in acting class. We became friends first. She brought me in on this project that she, that uh, on an IP that had been delivered to her um, IP for anyone listening who doesn't know it's an intellectual property and she brought me in on it and thank God she did because mm. she ended up being a, my perfect partner, like, in, like le- legit, like we have the same did brain, <laughs> but it, but actually it also function like the things that she's really strong at the things that sometimes I have a harder time with and um well vice versa (laughs) yeah and we complement each other so well but then also it was just like sitting across from each other day one of filming day one of filming and I'm I'm getting chills (laughs) I just like I couldn't we're sitting across from each other in the scene and we had done this many times before in acting class in acting class not on set never on a set and we had worked so hard for years we had been working so hard to break in as writers and we did so many drafts of just like 
free work in order to be able to just become writers, right? And here we were sitting on set, this idea that we had given birth to, this script that we had rewritten, we were producers on it, but not only that, we were acting together in a scene. That was the straw that like, for me, broke my emotional back. I was, I, I was like, I don't think I'll ever get over this. And then we were walking out after doing the first bit of it to change and she's going to her trailer and I'm going to my trailer. And I'm like, Megan, I'm like freaking out. We have it all on video. We have the best videos that Nikki captured. It was surreal. Yeah, it was and so very surreal. special. Megan, do you want to uh, do you want to add something to that? Yeah, thing? I mean, all I'll add is me sitting on the George Washington Bridge driving <laughs> to Connecticut. And I did that trip many times um, for taking the reins. And it, it hit me and I'll never get over it either. But it hit me what I was actually going to do. <sighs> and um, I got there the night before we started shooting and we started with the Amanda the Sam scenes. Yeah. And um, so I didn't see Nikki right away, but the next morning I wake up early and I go to my costume fitting and I'm having this fabulous costume fitting. <sighs> and, and Nikki was staying at an Airbnb and I was at the hotel and they said, oh, well, Nikki's next door in makeup. And uh, let me backtrack for a second because as I was sitting on the George Washington Bridge in traffic, it hit me that um, there was a reason why I was going to be in the movie as well. Like we were already producing it. We are, we're already working hard on rewriting it, but me being as my military husband says, boots on the ground, there was a reason because I needed to be there to physically with Nick. And um, so I'm in my costume fitting and they're like, Nikki's next door doing her makeup test. And I was like, she's here, she's here. And um, we walked in, we have a picture of this too. <laughs> and we just held each other for like, I don't know, two to three minutes and everyone, <laughs> our director, our creative producer, there was some deep, heavy life stuff going on in the midst of all of this. And um, uh, they just were like, who are you two? And we were like, we're partners. <laughs> this is who we are. And it was just, and that's what, that day preceded our first day on set that Nikki just referred to. And, and I, you know, I'm really proud of us. I'm always proud of our work, but I'm really proud of us for being so present in every moment. Yeah. Of, of, of crafting that and being on set and, and wearing all the hats. And we never, we, we, we held each other accountable and tried to really make sure we didn't ever take any moment for granted. Um, yeah. And we'll hold on to it forever. How long have you guys been friends? 2011? Was it before I had Mackenzie or after? You were pregnant with Huck and we were in class together. We, we, because remember 2015. Remember the picture of you at Warner's old, old studio? And you were very- No, that was Mac. That was Mackenzie. I have known you, Nikki Deloach, since 2011. And I, I posted this about, our, about Christmas for Keeps. I first met her, she was my substitute teacher. This whole teacher theme is so special to us. Uh, I don't know anyone else who, who honors and, and believes in teachers and the power of teachers and mentors than, than Nikki. And she was my substitute teacher in my acting class. Wow. And then, and I wrote this on a, a post a couple of days ago. And then if you would have told me then in 2011, then it was that we would be doing what we're doing now. I would have been like, what? I mean, it's just nothing short of divine, but yeah, we met in the acting class in 2011 and she taught me. <laughs> and then you far surpassed any of my teaching skills so oh, quickly and became like the favored teacher at the studio. I, well, that's I, got a so. I got a master's in it. That's just because I went to school for it, but. <laughs> 
she is a gifted coach and teacher. And, um, you know, Camille, I mean, teaching is mentoring. It's, it comes in so many forms, right? Yeah. And, and what we do now, Nikki teaches so many through what we do now. She talk about taking the reins and her leader. Mm, I can't cry this whole time. <laughs> her leadership on set, um, people, you can't help but be better and brighter when you're around yeah. her. Uh, as an actor, as a producer, uh, a crew, everyone. Like she just, um, she's constantly teaching, so. Oh, thank you, Megan, for saying that. I will have to say, that means a lot to me. Thank you. I will have to say though, that like, it's interesting. We had never been on set together. And so I was like, how are we gonna be in that environment together as a team? And it made me so excited because it was even better than I could have possibly yeah. imagined. And it made me so excited for our future because I was like, oh my gosh, like I knew we were so perfect for each other and what we were doing. And then, but then like, anytime you change dy dynamics, you just want to know how do we fit in, in that dynamic? And, point. and I was just like, oh, I mean, I, I would, I don't even have words for it. I would look over and Megan is like taking care of other, like she's taking care of people and she's making sure everyone's good and she's doing her thing and making people laugh. And, 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 and I'm over there doing my thing. And then we come together and we're like, Hey, okay. So do you, did you get the notes on this? Did you get the, do you, no, I can do that. If you'll do this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Bye. See you in a second. Like, yeah. You know, we're talking like, about like another scene and then we would go into the current scene we were shooting and just like that, we were there. We trusted it was other. just effortless is it, it was divine and it was effortless and I will never ever forget it I will never get over it for the rest of my life <laughs> that's awesome you guys you, you guys do seem like you guys are perfect for each other <laughs> <laughs> and you also mentioned you also wrote Christmas for keeps what was your inspiration for writing Christmas for keeps well, I'm going to let you start, Nick, with the hometown of it all. And then I can. Yeah. A Christmas for, so Christmas for Keeps originally was a totally different script. Hmm. It was a sample that we wrote again, going back to the, like, really trying to earn our, like earn it. Like I, you know, both of us are the exact same in this way, which we have a really, really great work ethic. And we also don't expect anything to be given to us. Um, so I went to Randy Pope many years ago, many years ago. And I said, I want us to write for your network, myself and Megan. And I think we would do a great job. And he said, okay, we'll go write a script. And if it's good enough, then I'll give you a chance. So we went away and wrote a script and sent it into the network. And it got great. They circulated around and got great feedback. And they were like, all right, let's give you the chance. Let's give you this chance. And then things shifted a little bit at the network and the executive who was in charge at, of, our, of our movie wanted to do something a little different because this was really a sample, what we did before. And it was kind of like a very similar to other stories that have been told on Hallmark. And we were at a place at Hallmark where we were really wanting, we're wanting to tell different stories, bigger stories, deeper stories. <clears throat> and so... We then pivoted and I had always wanted to do, um, I don't know if you remember the movie, The Big Chill. Mm -hmm. I had always wanted to do The Big Chill for Hallmark. 
So mm-hmm. I was like, what if we did the big chill for Hallmark? And then our executive was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> so it was like five friends. We were already shifting away from just this like main love interest, right? Yep. Yeah. And then Megs, if you want to talk, talk about the teaching part of it and why we wanted to do that. I don't. And, and I think it was, it was one of those magical moments where our, I think our executive and, and the two of us kind of all congealed at once. And we each had our own version as, as you've already talked about Camille and we all do of that special teacher. And so we took the big chill and then inserted this idea that the reason they're coming home and, and the whole big chill of it was people that know you better than anyone else. And they always will, even if you've been away from home for a while, you haven't talked to them for a while, but what if they came home to honor this teacher that meant so much to them? I had my high school drama teacher that was my inspiration while we were writing. Nikki has someone very special to her that I'm sure she'll talk about. And I, our executive had one too, and we, you know, everyone has one. And so that's how the teacher aspect came into it. I obviously have taught for over 20 years. Nikki's mother is a lifelong educator. She taught me like we all, and we just thought we can honor teachers and we can honor arts and arts and education and drama teachers while focusing on a story of five friends that are nearing their thirties and are looking at the gap between where they thought they would be at that point in their lives and maybe where they're not and how they can lean on each other to get back to that place. It was then that's where kind of all the magic happened, but there were many iterations before that. (laughs) And, and 30 is really that age where you'd go, am I where I'm supposed to be? You know, cause I had that moment when I turned 30 and I was like, I'm not where I wanted to be, but you know, but I was way behind in life where other people were because my disability held me back from things that I, that other people should have been able to overcome. I wasn't, so. Yeah, I mean, who, you're, the movie, like you said, it's about uh, five friends who uh, you know, came home to kind of honor their teacher. We have, we all have that one teacher. Who was your Mr. Massey, if you my, my Mr. Massey was, well, let me begin by saying probably the most influential people in my life have all been teachers. And that goes all the way back to like preschool. I can name every teacher I've ever had in my life. All of them came to my wedding when I got married. Not a joke. <laughs> preschool, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, like all the way up, including um, Mr. Chuck Yerger, who was the teacher, he was the principal whenever I started on the Mickey Mouse Club. Cool. Never met any human being. There will never be another who will ever come close to this man and his impact on every single human being. So he taught us when we were kids on this TV show. And then after that, I continued to act and be in the business, but I wanted to still get my high school diploma. And, um, and he was the one, he proctored all of my exams. He taught me every single subject except for math, (laughs) teach math. Um, I mean, every single subject. So I would live in LA and I would, I would come out here. I would work. I was on a TV show or doing movies or whatever. Then I would fly to Florida where he was once or twice a month. And we would just take weekends and we would just all weekend long, all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday, by the way, 
This is a man who worked Monday through Fridays. That's where you get your work ethic from. Now I get it. <laughs> and then he would also work all day Saturday, all day Sunday, maybe Friday and Monday as well. We would try to get like three to four days in every trip. And we would just go through everything. He would give me all of my assignments. I would go back to LA and do everything and then come back. And we did this. And I graduated high school two years early. Um, he also uh, t- uh, directed every Shakespearean play. Um, he did the summers in Orlando and Winter Park. They always had a Shakespearean like summer fest. And um, he directed all of the plays. When I tested for Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, he was my coach. Um, he was a philosopher and he passed away. He was a philosopher. He was the most brilliant human being I've ever known. He was kind and funny and so supportive. And I just, him and his wife, Sherry, um, I just, I am so blessed. I am, I am a lot of the reason why I'm the person I am today is because not just because of, uh, Charles but because of um, Sherry, his wife as well. Megan? I love that. I've, I mean, I've heard these stories. I just love it. I, I love know. it so much. Um, <laughs> so um, my inspiration is Demi Ashton, Mrs. Ashton, and um, she's very much still with us. In fact, we connected today and I was literally bouncing around my family room <laughs> saying to my husband, and I called her Mrs. Ashton and she, because I, I wanted to tell her to watch tomorrow night. And uh, her first uh, response to me was, you know, you can call me Demi now. And I said, I, I wrote Demi, but then I deleted it. And I, or I wrote Mrs. Ashton and then I deleted it. She was our drama teacher um, all throughout high school. And just like Nikki said, I mean, from Mrs. Johnson in first grade to Bob Chapel, the head of our drama department at University of Virginia, also at my wedding, to Warner Laughlin, our dear mama Warner oh, mentor. Warner, Warner. The most brilliant who where we met. I mean, every teacher is important to me. It's why I knew I wanted to be a teacher as a young girl. Um, but Demi Ashton was special. Demi and Charlie Ashton, married couple, he taught math. She taught me from freshman drama to advanced drama and directed all the spring musicals. And I know everyone says like, oh, my high school musicals were so good. Demi Ashton was a professional and our <laughs> productions were really good. And there's a scene I told her on text today. I was like, you're going to watch and you'll know, you'll know the scene that is literally <laughs> ripped from your classroom. She was she was so special. She would read to us from Eloise. She would, uh, I mean, she, she was wild and fun and we would do anything. I would take her direction anywhere. In fact, senior year, um, I had always been in the chorus and then senior year, she did Sweet Charity and I got to be Charity next to Catherine and Amelia, my two Jersey besties and Mrs. Ashton. Demi asked me to chop my hair off. It was not an attractive look. It worked for Charity. I chopped my hair off and I went. He does to not like year. doing this. I ladies. went to first year of, <laughs> of UVA with like this really weird growing out look, but I would do it again. And it wasn't until taking the reins that I did that. When Claire, our director, asked me to, to, to cut my hair before the first day of shooting, I was like, sure. She's like, you're so like willing. I was like, yeah, I did it in high school. Um, <laughs> Demi and Charlie were really special. They Watching them, he was our musical director. And she was obviously the director. She held the, the, the auditions were like professional auditions. I, I, I was able to go to, to college and compete against grad students and audition in New York because Demi taught us how to do it. Yeah. And um, watching them not only made me believe I could go into the arts and have a career, 
but it made me believe that I would have such joy doing it. And it's thanks to them. Well, my teacher, I told you, Megan, um, yesterday, it, his name is Mr. Streamy, John Streamy. And I still call him Mr. Streamy. <laughs> it would be weird to all of a sudden call him John. <laughs> but um, he was my AP calculus teacher. I took AP calculus mm. in senior year in high school. And um, he, math was always my strong suit in all throughout my um, schooling. So I was, I'm not shocked at all that it would be a math teacher, but the, he, his life lessons went, went beyond the classroom, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It wasn't mm -hmm. just like, it wasn't just, you know, uh, derivatives and finding the tangent and all these other, you know, stuff that had to do with calculus. But anyway, one of my, favorite things that he used to always say to me, I told you, Megan, is he used to say, you're the good, which stood for, you're never give up or don't let, you know, like, don't give up on life. You don't give up on uh, math. You don't give up on, math, on life. And this was true because when I was in, uh, no matter how hard the math problems were, I would always like be the one that was like trying really, really hard to get it. And I'd get frustrated too, <laughs> but I never got it right. But um, even years later, he still um, affected me and, you know, touched me and stuff like that in the lessons that he taught and things. So I, I don't know if he's alive. I haven't heard from him in a while. Like, I looked him up on Facebook, but his Facebook page does doesn't exist anymore so mm. but yeah and I mean I mentioned my college um, radio professor but in high school my history teacher my honors history teacher was she was amazing and every time she saw me after high school what around town wherever it was the movie theater or the grocery store she'd always stop and say hi to me uh, so she remembers her students and that and in a town where a school were 3,000 students you, you wow. think you wouldn't remember your students but she did wow you know they they say it only takes um one person to believe in you for you mm. to believe in yourself mm. and most of the time that one person is a teacher yeah. Mm -hmm. God, I'm gonna start crying now. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, ugh, I <sighs> oh I know, Camille, we know, believe me. <laughs> Why we yeah. this movie? Yeah, I mean like Are um, any the of the char characters in this movie based on a real uh, a real person or which character did you relate to the most? <laughs> There's yeah, actually, that's pretty funny because in the beginning, all the characters, so all the characters have different names now, except for Ben. Ben was always Ben and Avery was always Avery. But a lot of, a lot of them have, um, their names were changed because they were based on people in our lives. Um, because, I mean, for me, especially, I come from a really small town and, um, I'm, I'm still friends with everyone that I went to preschool with <laughs> still. So usually when I would go home for the holidays, I wish I was this year. Um, 
we would all get together, all of us. We would go to Trey's Tractor Shelter. Trey Walker is one of my best friends. Him and Brian Henry were my two first friends that I ever had in preschool. I cannot wait to meet Trey Walker one day because I've heard so much about him. (laughs) He's the best. Um, And so one of the characters is loosely inspired by him. Like they're loosely inspired. I mean, when you take, you have to take creative liberties and, you know, arc things out differently and obviously change certain things to fit the story that you're telling. But the actual spirit of these real people are alive inside of these characters, um, including the mom and the dad and um, obviously the teacher and all the kids um i mean listen if you can't use pieces of your life and infuse it creatively into story then i don't i don't know what you're doing <laughs> the, the, out of all of the characters i think the most of my notes was about noah and the mom <laughs> okay so let's get let's get let's, I know. What's, let's do it what about noah well, first of all, I love the fact that he was a, he was a stay-at-home dad because he was like, there's nowadays that's so rare to be, it's mostly a stay-at-home mom. And I did love the fact that, you know, he was there for his kid. Also, also I'm sitting there, also like I'm thinking to myself, um, wow, he's, I imagine a lot of single stay-at-home moms also have that same thing where like, okay, I can stay home with my kid to ri- so you can raise your dream when is it my turn kind of thing. You know, that yeah. he also dealt with in the movie. And um, I love, first of all, I'm a big Cardi fan. <laughs> Cardi Wong fan. So I was like, yay, the dude finally got like, his, his main plot line and everything and I love oh, good and, um, and the mom oh I might have cussed her out a couple of times in the movie oh <laughs> yeah I was like what in the world this woman has issues <laughs> I'm sorry I might have cussed her out a couple of times but like she was controlling and yes he was like like what the hell I was thinking myself like what is what the hell is wrong with you why are you like like I get it there are parents out there who like you know I guess push their dreams on their children kind of thing but it's like at some point you gotta stop doing that and like realize that your kid is a, is their own person and like sh- let her make her own decisions or whatever. But yeah, I when she like when we find out that she turned in her application to oh. University of Virginia or whatever, without her daughter's knowledge, I was cussing her out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but then, but then it can lead to the good. Good. Then Avery can finally let her know, like I am my own person, and Avery it changes her. Yeah. Um, there are parents like this. Yeah, I think are- that was the moment when when she stood up to her mother. I was like, yes, exactly. That's exactly what you should have done like ages ago. <laughs> but it's hard, you know, when you, you have- to do it till then. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, you know, we really wanted to tell that story because I think so many people struggle. So many parents struggle too with having a certain 
idea about who they want their kids to be. Mm-hmm. And the closer their kids are to them, the better they feel about the way they lived their life, right? Mm-hmm. And also, mm. it's the cyclical thing that happens where, as Patricia explains at the very end, and she says, you know, my mother did this to me and I didn't know any better. So I thought it, I was being a good parent, right? She the parent is control means love. Control means like, love. Yes. Exactly. I was like, Thank you for like realizing no. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's like we either seek, and this is something we learned from our teacher, Warner Laughlin. We either seek to repeat or repair that which we learned in childhood. And most people choose repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get this cyclical behavior of, you know, their mother doing this to them. And so then they do that to their children and then, you know, and their children do that to their children without stopping to say, actually, I don't like this. This doesn't feel good to me. And it's so hard to do that with a parent because all you ever want to do is make your parents proud and please them. And, um, and then be part of becoming an adult, and this is why we put that storyline in there, part of becoming an adult and being on the precipice of 30 years old is taking accountability and responsibility for your own choices and for your life and breaking, deciding to break patterns yep. that have, you know, that's around the time in my life where I was really, mm-hmm. really sitting down and thinking about what belongs to me. And what belongs to my mother, what belongs to me and what belongs to my grandmother, what belongs, you know, what belongs to me and what belongs to this industry that has told me all the time Mm -hmm. that I'm disposable. You know, do I believe that? Or is that just the message that the industry wants me to believe because they, the industry functions better when I have low self-worth, you know what I mean? So like, all of these things I began to ask myself. So these, that was a really important relationship for this movie because of that. Yeah. And you know, and it was such a, a beautiful relationship to write alongside Avery's relationship with Mr. Massey, because she always got that intrinsic confidence and worth from him, but she was still seeking it from her mother. Right. Um, and I love what you said, Nikki, about that age. I mean, that's the age I moved across the country and though I wasn't having kids yet, I was, I, I got married at 29 and yeah. I'm already thinking about the patterns that I want to break and what I want to pass on to yes. my future children. But I wasn't in the, I didn't have the capability to enact those changes yet. Right. Um, and it depends on who you surround yourself with yet again, her friends and Mr. Massey. Um but I hope you felt some relief, Camille, when she did stand up to her at the end. And when, oh, yeah, and when Virginia did. does does change. Oh, know? Virginia, not Patricia. Virginia. No, it <laughs> is Patricia. way too many. We can't remember. We changed the name so many times. No, I think because we it was placed in Virginia. I used to drive through Culpeper from New Jersey to get to UVA when I went to University of Virginia. So that's the town. Wait, didn't we change it to Patricia? It's it's Patricia because you couldn't have a character Virginia oh, that's right. in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> But we honestly can't remember because we changed the names. At one point, network was like, no more name changes. <laughs> that is too funny. But no, I mean, like, well, one thing I do find, did find out through this is that you want 
a reaction for people. So like, even if you don't like something or if you do like something, you want a reaction because you want people, that's what the whole goal is, is to Think have about it. Yep. So, but we did love, the, we did like the movie. <laughs> yes. I definitely did. I mean, I think everyone has one family member that they're trying to live to have, exp- to live up to their expectations. Mine was yeah. my maternal grandmother. So I, I get it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mine is a whole family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what kind of message would you like viewers to take from this movie? Oh, well, I, you know, I love that you went on Facebook to try to find your teacher. I want people mm. to, I would love for people to search, to, to really think about, ooh, what lessons did I take away from that pivotal time in my life and, and who gave me those lessons? And I'd love for people to uh, try to reach out to these teachers. I don't know. That's one thing I would love <laughs> and reconnect. Yeah. And I would also love for people to walk away understanding that, you know, it's okay to, it's okay to shift and change and become someone else. And it's also okay to remember who you used to be and want to go back to that person. Right. Um, One thing I, I feel very strongly about is that as children, we are born the purest form of ourselves. Right. And then somewhere along the way, society tells us that that's not okay, or you're not okay in this way, or you need to be more like this, or you need to be, you know, and we begin to lose the pieces of ourselves along the way. And what happens when a teacher really sees us for who we really are, it gives us Camille, like you were saying, when you were in that, your darkest places, you, you thought of, you remembered your teacher and your teacher's words. That's because your teacher saw you, like mm-hmm. really saw you and you felt that and you knew that. So for me, I encourage everyone to find the people in their lives that truly see them for who they really are. Hold Good, on bad, to those and people, hold on to those people with everything you've got. And also, I would encourage people to remember who you were when you came into this world. Who was I when I was a kid? What did I yearn for? What did I long for? What brought me joy? What brought me happiness? Um, And when did I begin to let go of that? You know, Um, that would also, I love what Megan said. And I think, yes, find your teachers who inspired you and thank, thank them, send them a note, call them, email, whatever. Um, and also don't, don't be afraid to remember who you are and to start moving in that direction in your life of finding that person again. Too bad my partner has no wisdom or insight. Too bad about that. (laughs) Thanks, Lex. Do you have any future projects just before we go? Where do we begin? (laughs) A whole lot. (laughs) Hold my beer. Um, the hold my beer moment. Um, let's see. Oh, Megan, we yes, Camille, we have a lot of projects <laughs> that we are we're we are literally we have a a show that we pitched this week. We sold a TV show earlier this year that we're so excited to get into at the top of 2022. Um, 
we took out, we're taking out another TV show at the top of the year. Um, two so other TV shows. Together. Yeah, that was the um, one actually, together. Yeah, and then we also have um, about 1,800 pitches that we have to finish, <laughs> including another pitch that is, we're sending out the script to um, next week before the break for a network to read through. We have, we don't know how to just do one thing. <laughs> we, we also don't know how to celebrate because we just keep working. But I will say that um, when Taking the Reins aired, I didn't have Nikki because she was shooting five more minutes. Yeah. So we had Nikki, um, Eliza was at my house uh, when we were on before Camille and we watched, we screened in my backyard and Nikki was on Zoom. So I will say that tomorrow night, I yeah. got Nikki in person with her family and my family and we're going to watch together. So Yay! we are going to take that. We are going to take that moment, but we're going to work uh, up until it and we're going to work the next day. And then the all the day. days after. After, but we are going to stop and honor for about two hours. As as our literary literary manager said to us, this is no joke. We went in to have a meeting with him, and he looked at us terrified, like terror. All the complete, things he had to do. Complete terror on his face, and said, "You guys are nuts." <laughs> <laughs> and we go, "Yeah, we know." So, which yeah. one are we starting with first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know this. Well, you're not telling us anything that surprises us. We're insane people. We totally understand this. Now, can we talk about the work? <laughs> well, we, yeah, I've been trying to pitch for people to write a story about a disabled person. So can we please pitch to you guys someone? I was just, I just, I one of the down. concepts we have is, um, I don't know if you know this, Camille and, and Kayla, because I'm just meeting you today. I have my master's in special ed, and one of the concepts we've been throwing around that we want to develop um, um, is all about that. I, I actually want to do a, I want to, I want to do a redoing of the Miracle Worker, but like twist and turn it. Um, but I have, we have some other ideas too, so we're working on it, Camille. That for is sure. literally one of the treatments we're going to be putting together. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, we if you guys want consults, we are here. Yeah, we're both just saying. Thank you, ladies, for letting us talk to you. I am 100. This is probably like, I know people are going to like this movie. Uh, everyone, like you said, everyone has a teacher. Everyone has yeah. a role and model. It's a, different, it's a different movie than what you're used to. It's not the same formula. And yeah. I no, loved that. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank we you. love hearing that. Okay, yeah. so thank you guys and thank you. Merry both. Christmas and happy new year. Yes, we appreciate Merry Christmas, Kayla, Camille. We thank appreciate you. all your love and all your support. And we really appreciate you having us on. Merry Christmas. Yes, yes. very much so. See you next year. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.